Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful Wrestling here. It's May 11th. We've got AEW Dynamite to talk about, and we've got a whole lot of content to talk about as well. This week, I dropped in a very awkward interview with Braun Breaker. If you all listen to our post shows with Denise, she ain't even releasing his or hers with him. Uh, but I, I posted mine because I, I just wanted to show people, Alex, mm-hmm. that Braun Breaker couldn't be trusted. Did you happen to see that story? No, I, I did not okay. see the story. The headline reads, Braun Breaker believes 1989 Rick Steiner could beat up Malcolm Bivens mm-hmm. is delusional. Right. How can you how can you trust this man? <laughs> yes. Well, regardless, we got an interview with him. I got an interview with Court Bauer tomorrow. And we got an interview with Eddie Kingston today. And man, was that a fun one. Yeah. I said, hey, Eddie Kingston, what's the craziest weapon you've seen? He goes, yeah, when I was a kid, one of my friends uh, corked a wiffle ball bat with rocks and put nails through it. (laughs) That wins. That wins. And here's the thing. When he was growing up, it was the steroid era in baseball. You know they were using that bat to play games with afterwards. Check that out, guys. And as always, if maybe you don't even have time to listen to the interviews, Fightful Select gives you full notes and rundowns, and you get early access to those interviews. You also get access to this uh, fellow's Sour Graps podcast, Alex, who is often joined by Kate. Alex, mm-hmm. how you doing, friend? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, Dynamite is, is, the, is the highlight of my week sometimes. It's just... Uh, so much fun seeing all all these combinations, and then and then doing my doing all the all the little. Uh, my brain starts working overtime and going like, okay, if I was Tony Khan, how would I book this going forward? And I love being able to do that and and wonder, you know, how it's all going to come about. I'm 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 on cloud nine every time we do one of these shows. Um, and then this weekend we got to go back up to the old house. And fully clean it top to bottom because we're putting it on the market starting next week. Man, so like we're we're just gonna go in there and spick and span. I gotta I gotta recalk the bathtub, Sean. That doesn't sound uh, like a lot of fun to me. What a weekend this is gonna be for me. 
Everybody loves the caulk. But anyway, yep. guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Also, get in your super chats and your humper chats if you want your question or statement read on the air. You can go to humperchats.com. You can leave those before. Um, I will actively discourage you guys. Do not spread misinformation in the chat. You will be banned immediately because we don't have time to be chasing that that fake stuff down. So uh, keep it keep it uh, civil and all that. Don't uh, s- spread any misinformation or weird personal stuff that I see some people doing about like uh, the Coda Ibushi deal. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We talked about it a lot on the list in your boy this afternoon. So check it out. It's a good time. This show brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook and the code Fightful. Right now, you can use that code Fightful. It's NBA playoff time, my friends. You go there, you drop that code Fightful, you bet $5 on any team to win, and when they do, you get $150 in free bets. But we also got NordVPN.com slash Fightful and HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. We'll tell you more about that later. Let's talk dynamite. Man, kicking it off with Dax Harwood versus Adam Cole. This was a blast. Oh, this was after my own heart. I uh, my, my own H A R T. Um, I I loved everything about this. I mean, watching uh, Dax Harwood as um, lovable brawler singles wrestler. Um, uh, like it's just a, a breath of fresh air. Like what, what an awesome chapter for this guy. Um, uh, he's, he's by far way, way, way better wrestler than I ever gave him credit for when he was half of what I thought was the greatest tag team in the world. He's even better than whatever that is. And I, I, I it's, it's a blessing. We get to watch him do this kind of stuff now. So, because I've got a lot of people that are talking about the Coda thing, I'll address it. This is from uh, Golden Kuma's uh, translation. He says, Kikichi is a matchmaker. He's a fat little guy (laughs) with curled hair who is often around the seconds. I believe the current president gave him the order. I'll be back when I have more solid information. What I saw was so dark. Unbelievable things are happening. Um, So... There's some information regarding Kode Ibushi where he's saying that he's fired, or at least the translation of that is. I'll wait until the full translation comes out, uh, and we will, yeah, holy shit. That, that, is, that would be that, a big one. That'd be a that big would one. Be, that would be dumb. That would be yeah. a dumb thing to do. He's, he's, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. A firing would be a Woo. dumb thing to do to that guy. Woo. Um, I said that that is one of the most incredible self owns I've ever seen is saying yeah. Kode Ibushi walk away. Well, mm-hmm. get in those super chats, get in those humper chats. We'll talk about that throughout. Um, I, I would like to wait for something that is not a Google translate. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to poke around here uh, because there is at least one reputable translator that seems to um, take care of a lot of that stuff. But again, learned my lesson running uh, auto translates in the past. Sova says five star episode for me tonight. It was a fantastic episode, and I loved Dax Harwood's tweet saying, "Here are my masturbatory Brett 
heart sucks. And we were all like, huh? Huh? The pop, the crowd coming to their feet for the sharpshooter was so dope. I loved it so much. Um, The fact that this audience especially knew that like this is what this was. This was like a couple of, of, I don't want to say prodigies because they're both grown-ass men in their 30s, but you've got a, a Bret Hart super fan, a Shawn Michaels super fan, uh, that idolize those respective people. And uh, we got an incredible match here. And this was a masturbatory Bret Hart tribute match in a lot of ways. Half of it was at least. I, I mean, I'm, I'm what, here's the thing that the, 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 just the through line of the ribs was just so beautifully played throughout the entire match. Uh, Dax, I mean, like almost every match now has, ah, that, uh, whoop, whoop, that guy's got a hurt knee or a hurt ribs or a hurt back or something. Watch him play it the entire, uh, entire match until he's got to Hulk up and do his four, um, moves that all require him to use that body part. And he does it anyway. Um, that wasn't this like when Dax got slung into the ring post uh, ribs first, he was playing that for the entire night. So much so that I was like, it's possible he literally cracked a rib and he's not playing it. That's just how hurt he is. That's what I love about when, when the guys are selling it so good, I wonder if they're actually hurt. That's the good stuff. Yeah. As it turns out, a lot of them are just really good workers. Yeah. I mean, you got the Roman Reigns of the world where people are are circling his bicep from a contusion, and they're like, man, he's going to miss the year. No, he's, he's a good worker. He, they make you think that they're hurt. I mean, I I always say, man, that the best liars in the world, and that's not a bad thing for their job. You know what I mean? But this was good. Adam Cole won. He, he should have won. But I'm liking that we got a couple of these Dax Harwood singles matches because it gave me the appetite for more. Dax Harwood yeah. singles matches. And I love that he's getting his flowers and that Cash is getting his flowers as well. But yeah, I feel like, well, I know that Cash steals all the thirst tweets. My God, it's it's just yeah. horrible what that man is subjected to on social media. But yeah. I mean, they've been getting their flowers a lot, and I love that. Yeah. Father Lasagna. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You you go, you go first. Father Lasagna says one of the best darn shows these eyes have ever seen. That's it. That's the Humper Chat. Well, I wish plenty of you would send in some humper chats because it is a, a great show. Yeah. Um, the 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 through line of the end of the sharpshooter, of Dax yeah. putting Cole in the sharpshooter and not being able to hold it in place because of the hurt ribs. Because you gotta you, you gotta activate that core in order to sit back and yank back on the legs. And and every time when Cole was fighting through it by pushing his legs down and his back up, trying to to you know, to to fight out of it. And finally Dax couldn't hold it anymore. And then Cole getting him in the sharpshooter, which if I'm not mistaken is the first time I've ever seen Adam Cole put anybody in the sharpshooter. So like that in itself is a heel move, but to, but to put Dax in the sharpshooter and Dax not be able to get out of it because of the same rib injury, like he can't push through it. He can't get his back arched enough can't push through the legs to get out of the sharpshooter. And that's what caused him to tap out. Having the Bret Hart tribute act. Yes. Be forced to tap out to the sharpshooter is such wonderful, beautiful pro wrestling heat. I loved it. 
We got Johan saying, great dynamite. Loved Cole and Dax. MJF was amazing, but I thought the women's match deserved better placement. Kind of confused with Hardy winning. I'll have more on that later. But um, I don't disagree with any of those sentiments. Sawyer says, one of the humpingest dynamites in a while it was. It humped from start to finish. And I feel like they learned from how they opened dynamite with the big Jeff Hardy spot a few weeks ago. And it was hard to live up to that. And they... uh, they kind of adjusted for that. Yeah. Oscar says, I have to admit, I lost some interest the past few weeks. This dynamite finally felt like AW building to the pay-per-view. Can't wait. And the Owen is fire emoji. The, the interesting thing about the Owen, uh, not interesting, it's, it's obvious. The thing about the Owen is so many of these people, you can tell, grew up idolizing the Hart family. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's... It's it's something you believe that they care about, even if there's no stakes. True. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I'm I'm a little sidetracked because I've got Jeremy sending me some of the translations. Um, there's uh, Kuma who is translating, and what uh, Ibushi said was, "I'm sorry, I wasn't considerate enough. Since I'll be fired anyway, let me be selfish for the last time. The stakes are too high." Again, yeah, we will trust uh, his translation over Google mm. translation, as uh, he is a little more adept at that than than google is yeah cm punk i love that he did a feud with mjf and once you feud with mjf you're like a heel in long island for good yeah i hope that's the thing i hope that becomes a regular thing like once you cross mjf at least when you cross him in long island that's all that matters that's it you're booed there forever i thought this was masterful yeah I, i loved it too i loved i love him coming out realizing that he was getting getting that treatment and and t- tell him to cut his music so he could just bask in the booze. I I love and he even wore their damn jersey out there. He was trying to be like PG punk, happy go lucky, good old uncle baby face punk and they were like, "No, we hate you forever." Excalibur said it was a peace offering. Wrong. <laughs> it didn't work. So Chris says, love that Punk won that match with a buckshot lariat. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily want the pattern to be person feuds with Hangman and beats up all the Dark Order en route to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Order lost a pretty integral part in Stu Grayson. I think that mm-hmm. he probably wasn't appreciated for how good of a worker he was. But John Silver is going to have even more of the spotlight now. And he's one of the guys that got over the most. Yeah, I don't think that it's wrong to have CM Punk beat him fairly easily here. I don't think there's anything really necessarily wrong with that. It's not J- John Silver's time right now. It's CM Punk's time right now. Right. So I thought the booking of this was pretty smart. And uh, I-, I like them using the buckshot. Wish it would have hit a little snugger, but whatever. Yeah, he, he had to fully stop doing the front flip. He wasn't yeah. using the momentum to go through it. I mean... It's not his finisher. It's a, but, it's a very different thing to do that when you don't normally do it. The fact that he can do it. Yeah. Like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Joseph Snurk says, took the night off from work. Banger Dynamite episode. My New York Rangers survived elimination with a win. Chilling with you awesome gents. What a birthday this was. Happy birthday, Joseph. That's incredible. Hope you're having a good one. Shot Kid says, Punk wasn't healed. They just can't take their best Islander. Left that dumpster fire for greener pastures. Also, real New Yorkers stand Wardlow. Well, CM Punk was absolutely a heel tonight. Yeah. And uh, 
I adored the post-match promo. Hangman yeah. was out there for this. And this is the thing I like about AEW. One week, one's a baby face and a heel. The other week, depending on the geographical location yeah. or the words that come out of the person's mouth, the other person is. CM Punk says, you wouldn't shake my hand. By the end of that match, you're going to shake my hand. This is, I, I thought one of the best NXT stories was the, the say my name story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a shame that it involved who it did, but right. the say my name story was such simple stakes. Yep. This has the world championship applied to it. Mm-hmm. Part of me does wish the shake my hand thing was applied to a different story because it could it could just add something to something else, but it is a great thing. And, and hangman just flipping them off instead, I thought was wonderful because I don't know if it will result in that. And in fact, hangman might stick his hand out afterwards and CM Punk might go heel. Well, here's the thing. They are, as I said last week, they're leaning into the path of highest degree of difficulty is, is, Hangman being the guy where he comes out and the crowd goes bananas and he's, and he's had those matches versus Danielson and, and Lance Archer and Adam Cole. And he's, he's amazing. He's on top. He is their ace and everybody loves Adam, Adam page. Let's see if we can get you to boo him by the time he's going into double or nothing. So that during the match, you're cheering CM Punk and CM Punk turns heel on you and makes you feel all some kind of way because you Hangman was right the whole time to not like Punk. And also this particular moment where Punk says, by the end of the night in Double or Nothing, you are going to shake my hand. I, I really hope if they go the way I think they're going to go and turn Punk heel at Double or Nothing, I hope they come back to this. And he reaches down to an unconscious Adam Page and shakes Adam Page's unconscious hand. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I hope so badly that that's something that I love it. That's brilliant. I like that. There and see the thing is there we can <laughs> dream of these things and they could actually happen. Sure. They could actually happen here. I love it. Uh guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Plenty of you wanting to talk about this. Shot Kid says Punk's jersey was for John Tavares, the former Islander captain who left for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There you go. Uh, okay. so now, yeah, He knows what he's doing. Towell right. Absolute says he came out on Tavares' jersey who isn't on the Islanders anymore. What a genius. That is brilliant. I don't follow hockey. I wish I did. Uh, I need a local team. But that is that is next-level brilliance right there. Jambeard says, as a hockey fan, I loved him coming out to Long Island in that jersey, the team's former captain who had a nasty split with the Islanders. Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm glad that you guys are around to let us know this because I didn't know that, and that that in retrospect makes, makes me like it even more. Yeah, it's better. All Elite Dan says, I can't wait for full-blown heel CM Punk in AEW. Punk knows how righteous he can be, how self-righteous yep. he can be. And I mean, that's where the straight-edge society gimmick came from. But now there's a lot of it there too. Like there's a lot of things he can lay claim to because of his absence, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Yeah. Jane Beard says, can't bit, uh, help but to get a bit of a heart versus Austin vibe uh, for the first time. And now I want to see punk put a bloody hangman in a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. I do think you got to limit the masturbatory Brett references. Sure. A bit. You can't go that way. Let it be its own thing. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Boris says, top five episode for me. Every segment hit. 
CM Punk being a dick in Long Island is amazing. MJF is untouchable. Well, untouchable something. I don't know. Luis? Luis! You deleted the super chat in the middle of me reading it. So put that back up there, please. Ian says, Punk was wearing a Tavares jersey who they drafted and was captain, then left in free agency to go home to Toronto. I'll boo the crap out of him every time. I feel like there was more to it than that. Like, I love Joey Votto. I mean, he ain't hitting good this year, but right. if he would have went home to Toronto mm-hmm. from Cincinnati, I wouldn't have like hated him for it. You know what I mean? So I yeah. feel like there was something more messy. But also, you're not Islanders fans. <laughs> true, true. Uh, Boris says MJF is untouchable when on the microphone. That was the rest of that super chat. Uh, we will be talking about that for sure. Um, but we've got the Tony Nice Danhausen match. Danhausen's music humps, by the way. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he comes out and it's squashed by Tony Nice. Yeah. I thought I thought this. Why why wouldn't he? Tony Nice is a very good wrestler. Danhausen is a comedy character. This is great for Tony Nice. And I mean, does it hurt Danhausen? You could say it probably does hurt Danhausen, maybe a little bit in the eyes of some people, because let's be real, there are those weirdos that are like, Danhausen, a jobber. Why do they even got him on the roster? And here's but the I mean, thing those people would be even angrier. If they had let him get yes. any offense in on Tony Nice, everything, so like, anything you do will be mediocre to somebody, right? right. No matter so what. The the I, I I like that. Also, like he was he was ready to have. I love also Tony Nice flexing. And Dan Housen goes, "What is this? What is this? Like just flexing doesn't do anything. So now I'm going to curse you." And then smart Mark Sterling was smart. Got got him got him distracted, which allowed for the uh, for the for the squash. And then Smart Moth getting back in and being like, oh, I'm sorry. Did we beat up your favorite meme wrestler? Do it again, Tony. And Tony just hitting him with a knee over and over again. But all this was this was all done so we could get Hookhausen. That's all all this was done just so we could get Hookhausen, John. So all was. Mark Sterling was livid. And he said, uh, he sent me a tweet tonight. Let me see what it says. <laughs> it says, Sean, I'm not doing well. Please report that. So <laughs> he's like riling up Tony Nice after this match. He's like, this guy didn't even get an entrance. <laughs> I love it. But then Hook comes to save Danhausen. Now, you do see a, a few of the elements of, of Hook where he's kind of still learning. His face is hidden. You can't really see his facial reactions. He's looking back and forth like this instead of maybe the slow look to the crowd. But he'll pick up on that. And Dan Housen's a really good person to be with if yeah. you need somebody to pick up on the character aspects, the body language, the facial expressions, all that stuff. He shook Dan Housen's hand, and we get Hookhausen. Not only do we get Hookhausen, we get Hookhausen versus Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice on the buy-in. Oh, so good. I'm so excited for this because this is an appropriate booking. Tony Nice, who just squashed a guy, against Hook, who has beaten everybody. And the people that are on their teams are the wrestler slash lawyer slash agent of Tony Nese and a guy who got squashed. It is a sensible booking from that perspective because Smart Mark has talked all that shit. Yeah. 
It's it's great. And 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 what we get out of this is we get everybody's fame meme wrestler who's going to get all of his offense in against the other guy's manager. So it's all going to be fine. Nobody's yes. going to be able to throw a fit because Danhausen did a move to an actual wrestler, which of course <laughs> is what is how they they view it. So I'm I'm I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And this it is a it is a, a if you're not ready to do what I think is the hook story, which is um, Ricky Starks gets jealous of all the attention Hook is getting and starts a little <laughs> uh, starts a rift between them, and Hook uh, Hook takes the FTW title off of Ricky Starks. Yes, like that's the Hook story. If you're not ready to do that story yet, because because Ricky Starks and and Hobbs might be the next tag champs, this is a great thing to do with Hook in the meantime. People asking what Dan Housen's finisher is to go to sleep <laughs> so today on listen your boy check it out today guys myself and jimmy van he asked like okay well because he's not that familiar with dan Housen in the ring and all that he said well what what can you do with dan Housen like after this after the comedy stuff and i said well if you saw somebody posted like an early image of dan Housen where he looked horrifying like there is a route there but what i want to see is where super popular Danhausen lets the fame and money go to his head. Yeah. Like I, I want to see that. I want to see egomaniac Ho- Dan Hollywoodhausen. Hollywoodhausen. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And if and he told me in an interview he wants to do that stuff. I mean, like you look at it, and you know, he's done the the like the tequila dance and all that stuff. Like, not as the guy behind Danhausen, like Danhausen right. is in stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what that should be uh in the future. Ryan W. says, why did they do housing like that? I was really looking forward <laughs> to seeing what he could do. Can he even go? So that's the thing. That's the point. There are people that have known who he is for years. They have no clue if he can wrestle or not. You'll find out one day. <laughs> yep. Eric says, TK better get tequila for the Dan housing kick spot. I bet Mikey Ruckus will cook something up. Yep. I bet he'll cook something up. Man, we got a bunch of super chats about this. I love it. Brent Lockman says, Mikey Ruckus really doesn't miss, does he? A mu- musical alchemist broke out a freaking Thurman for Dan Housen's theme. Incredible. I-, I did an interview with Mikey Ruckus a while back, and uh, it's one of the best I've done. And it is when you hear some of the stuff he had to overcome. For example, Dinner Debonair, Alex. Mm-hmm. They secured the rights to that Sinatra song, right? Yeah. Because it was so old, there was no acoustic, no no instrumental version to it. It didn't exist. Nope. So he found some karaoke versions. And then when he looked into it, he found out those were all illegal. So Sinatra's <laughs> estate was like, thanks for that. Thanks for letting <laughs> us know, buddy. But he had to recreate it note by note, which wow. also one of our producers had to do for uh, Ass Man one time. But he had to produce it note by note. However, somebody did the mixing incorrectly and put one of the karaoke tracks behind it. Ruckus, like the day of, said, I'll fix it. Send me the stuff. He synced it up and he got it to him right before the show. The Ghostbusters theme that you heard from the the, the Halloween edition, they were going to do Squid Game. He found out that like an hour before that he had to do a Ghostbusters theme and he was like, thinking of what he was going to do in traffic and had it to him by like 802. This <laughs> of man, of course, 
I will always sing the praises of Mikey Ruckus. Amazing. I saw him in concert in uh, Orlando, I believe it was. Incredible. Check out out that interview. He's great. Alan says, how about rigging a a lawn chair with helium balloons a la up for Danhausen? That'd be cool. He makes his own blimp. Yeah. That'd be good. I mean, do you remember they used to have that like Stridex blimp mm-hmm. inside the arenas? Yes. They got to do that eventually. They do. At the very least, a drone. Jam Beard says, I can't wait for the pop Danhausen hitting his finisher on Smart Mark as the only move Danhausen does all match. Good work if you can get it, man. Yeah. Ricardo says, I need to see Danhausen and Maki Ito together. <laughs> okay, that, that's the guy. Like we talk about the gimmick of somebody speaking a completely different language and the yes, other person responding yes. in English. Oh my God, that would be the best thing. That's Danhausen right there. The, the, the Han and Chewie, which is what I call it, where, where, where we understand half of the conversation, but they both understand both halves. And I, oh, I, I, I would love it. If yeah. Danhausen is like mediating Maki Ito and Britt Baker or something, and he's reciting everything that Maki Ito says, yeah. Britt tells him to say something, and he goes, "I don't know what the hell she's saying." <laughs> like one of those. Like that's yes. like he can't understand Britt, but he understands that's Maki. Good. Yeah. Matt Reichel says, "Is it me or could the cleaner uh, Kenny Omega be the Joker?" He very well could be. I mean, that he man could. went under the knife he so could. much. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's possible uh, about the Joker. Right you now, there, it can't be Satnam Singh. That's they who said. They be. said he's not. Okay, so it can't be him, and it's not going to be him. And that's good because that manages right. those expectations. And yeah. you can't do that after the lights off, lights on. Yeah. Cesaro would be an amazing one. I think obviously Cesaro. Cesaro would be the one that I. The thing of it though is that what they're saying is that it lethal, and 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 Dutt have found the joker we know who it is he's our guy he's going to be the one who's, who gets you and i don't want cesaro working with that with those guys. i don't either i i, I whoever it is like i'm I, I want it to be somebody that i don't look i don't go oh great he's here oh no he's working with lethal and satinum thing i want it to be separate i i wouldn't mind it being miro I mean, I don't want him to lose right out of the gate. Though. No, that's that. Well, that's the thing is that I, if if Miro comes back, he needs to win the whole tournament. Listen, here's what I always li- like the idea of instead of so so say it goes to a draw, a double knockout, double countout. Yeah. Instead of a buy for the next person, the next person faces both of them. It's a triple threat match. That'd they nice. both advance, yeah. and then you can kind of move on from that without pinning either one of them. There are creative ways to do that. that. Be, yeah. Jambeard says, give me Dan Housen meeting Abaddon on BTE. <laughs> I don't see it with Abaddon. Like, like with him, I think he could react off of her really well. I I, I just, I, I, I love Dab- Dan Housen, Dabadon. Dan Housen um, falling in love with Abaddon because he sees the real beauty inside yes. of her could be really, really funny. Also, he could translate for... Uh, for them as well. Yeah. Which I think would be great. Michael Key says, seven months feels longer. Long may it continue. Uh, I think he's talking about his his membership thing on there. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for that, by the way, guys. We always appreciate that. Yeah. Zero Fear says, TK said he had the trio's belts pre-made. Besides the six-man titles that we know, what other belts do you think he had made to put into the show eventually? 
I heard that those were made a, a while back, but wasn't able to get a confirm on it. But I asked Tony, like, hey, when when could you see these? And he said, when Kenny comes back. So to me, it's very obvious. <laughs> Undisputed Era versus the Elite. Uh, but I could see women's tag titles down the line, but I think that's it. I think that's the only thing you could possibly add right. for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it... it trios i mean the, the trios thing is always like the, the the thing everyone's kind of holding out hope for eventually because they have so many factions and yeah those six man tags would be so amazing i i want i want trios belts but all title matches have to be contended under tornado tag rules yes just give me absolute chaos six yep. men in the ring all of them legal at the same time i would love that jxj says it calls back to uh all page shaking coals at revolution. Oh, you mean uh, shaking his hand? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. J.K. Schwal says, amazed by Alex's analysis, considering the Bucks ended going on at the same time. How did yeah. they win? No, they 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 won. They they were uh, okay. they were down by by they were playing so poorly that I just stopped switching back and forth because I'm very susp- uh, superstitious. In that way, with my fandom, if if my team is playing poorly, it's because I am watching them. And so I stopped watching, and lo and behold, they won. Well, uh, my team, the Cincinnati Reds, have played poorly all year. And usually I can't watch them, Alex, because uh, <laughs> yeah. YouTube TV doesn't get Bally Sports. And their regional blackouts and all that stuff. So what do I do to get around that? Well, you, Nord- you, just, you can't do it. <gasps> well, here's what I can do. I can I can do something. I can go to nordvpn.com slash fightful and change my virtual location with just one click. My TV service doesn't have Bally Sports. I can't watch Reds games on it. So you know what? I switched to another one and got NordVPN. 70% off the plan, additional month free, 30-day money back guarantee, fastest VPN in the world, works on all my devices, laptop, desktop, phone. PC, router, TV, all that good stuff with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Man, somebody said, Sean, your red shelled the Brewers today. Uh, Buddy, did you watch that game? Because the Reds gave up six runs in the ninth. Don't blow your lead with your bank account, at least. Keep those funds up with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. That big UFC pay-per-view that happened this past weekend, you could have got it much cheaper with NordVPN.com slash Fightful by subscribing to overseas services. And how about this? They got that threat protection, blocks online trackers, blocks annoying pop-up ads, blocks all kinds of stuff. Sure wish we had that on our tweet deck this weekend. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use this every single day. You guys are gonna love it. Ricardo says, I bet TK had at least one alternate world title made. I bet he's got extra copies of it made for sure. For sure. Yeah. Jambeard says, would love to see Danielson face the winner of the New Japan US four-way match at Forbidden Door. Could we get Brian versus Osprey or Tanahashi? I wonder what kind of card we're going to see, Alex, because they sold it out without announcing anything. I know. That's crazy. So I don't know if that motivates them to be like, let's put on a banger of a show or let's just see what we can get away with. <laughs> Knowing them, it's probably the first. Mm-hmm. 
It's probably like we sold this thing out without an- announcing anything. Let's give the fans their money's worth. And let's sell some papes, right? Yeah, let's sell some papes. I think we could see that match, though. Daniel says, do you think Forbidden Door will be mostly one-on-one matches or multi-man matches? A lot of New Japan pay-per-views have multi-man matches, but there's something great about having one-on-one. Also, who will Osprey face at Forbidden Door? Um, It's got to be a big name for Osprey. Yeah. I, one, one of BCC would be great. Uh, but also, I think BCC could be involved in a multi-man. So here's what I'd do. First off, I'd do Bullet Club somebody. Yeah. Like, and a mixture of multiple Bullet Clubs. I would even say, hey, Gallows and Anderson, can you yep. come work this? Yep. I'd bring them. I'd bring a couple from New Japan. And then, like, one from AEW as well. I'd have a bit of a mix. Yeah. Then I would do a New Japan versus... Uh, AEW multi-man and then a like I would probably limit it to AEW and New Japan baby faces AEW New Japan heels so you can do two or three and it makes sense I don't think you should do more than that one of them should be on the buy-in what are you thinking well I I I I think there's a there's a very good chance we don't get a lot of announcements at all until post double or nothing because the double or nothing will, will will like may change some alignments, may change who's holding the titles, because I think you don't want uh, the champions in, like, singles matches. Because then then you, like, worry about who looks good coming out of it and all this kind of stuff. If they're gonna, champions are going to be involved, make them in multi-mind matches. They don't take pins. They have to get all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I think there's got to be a couple, like, really big marquee singles match dream matches. Like, you say Osprey. Who does Osprey face? Like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people in in AEW for whom that would be a dream match. There's all, yeah. there's, a, there's like there, there's a there's a lot of really awesome possibilities, and I love that we're probably going to get the card trickling toward us over the next six weeks, uh, and and we might get the biggest matches announced like the week before the pay per view. It's going to be really really special. Very excited for this show. Um, still on the fence about whether I'll be there live, but I'll be here for the AEW Double or Nothing post show. It'll be the first one that I'll be here for, um, gosh, in quite a while. So I'll be joined by Julie Cutler. Uh, many of you uh, saw her on the WrestleMania Backlash preview, and I thought she was wonderful. I've got Andrea Hanks joining me for the prediction show. So lots of cool content coming your way there. Chris says... <laughs> Uh, let me let me pull this up. He says, I have the same superstition about sports as Alex. I also will switch the jersey I'm wearing for the football game. Man, I wish there was any rhyme or reason as a Cincinnati sports fan. Like, they're, they're <laughs> so inconsistent. Like, I can't have a superstition regarding yeah. that. Brent says, we're going to hear JR to react to a bag of teeth, aren't we? Oh, we certainly are. <laughs> Axel Hunter says, might be two sports entertainment for those involved, but I'd enjoy seeing Hook starting to have fun with Danhausen. Taz gets upset, and we get an "I don't want your life" story. <laughs> what if Hook talks? <laughs> he sounds the opposite. He sounds like Denise's impersonation of me. Well, yes. we're not gonna eat leather, are we? <laughs> huh? Dad, Taz, I don't want to choke people out no more. I want to dance. One of those. Yeah. Yes. Daniel says, I'd love a faction with really good wrestlers who feel like they're not appreciated. Nice, Angelico. Uh, sorry, that's Angelico, sir. And Kip Sabian, maybe. I keep thinking the social outcast, but really good in the ring. 
Sabian is incredibly underrated on the mic too. Um, yeah, he's he's very very good, and Helico is unbelievably talented. He is still to this day one of my favorite things from Lucha Underground. Alex, I know you adored that first season just as much as I did. So great. They made so Evilise one of the biggest baby faces. I did somehow. Like, like you every time you watch her, you're like, oh my gosh, no, Evilise. <laughs> like that's, that's talent. So like yep, man very true yeah doug says do you think new japan people show up at double or nothing that's a nice that's an interesting question i i'd have to look at their their u.s schedule honestly and i'll pull right. that up right now because i mean I, I know they got the event in philly this weekend but if they have something near that it wouldn't yeah. surprise me to see as i look no i don't they're gonna be they're doing well that's best of the super juniors throughout that period. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do think we could see a couple. I think yeah. I think we could see that. We mentioned the Joe and Lethal promo. It's Mike himself says, Do you think we get a one-off AEW debut? Miro return as the Joker against Joe. Which one are you leaning to? I would like it to be a debut, somebody yeah. we haven't seen before. The only reason I'm not leaning Miro is I don't think. I don't think it's possible that he wins the whole tournament, yes. and I don't want him to lose when he comes back. I want him to go on this crazy streak and get his get his TNT title back. Yeah, like I, that's that's what I want from Miro because yeah. that was he was for me he was so synonymous with that title, the God's favorite champion, all that stuff. When he comes back, I want there to be this amazing story where he goes on a winning streak. So that's why I don't want Miro. Uh, but I would love for it to be a debut, somebody like a Cesaro. But again. If that means he's in league with Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh, I don't want that for Cesaro. Yeah. I want him to be a lone wolf who this, does whatever he wants. This isn't a super chat, but it's a plug. Chicken Pom Pom says, it stuns me nobody's tried to recreate Lucha Underground. Friend, let me introduce you to Azteca Underground in MLW. As someone yeah. said, Dario Cueto was such a phenomenal authority figure. He's there. He's in yeah. MLW. And how about this? Right now, I got a bunch of notes from my interview with Court Bauer the owner of MLW, over on FightfulSelect.com. If you don't have time to listen to our full interviews, Fightful Select is there to help you out. He talks about Enzo Amore. He talks about the women's uh, division. He's going to start a second women's division down the line. Talks about doing an all-women's show. Who's helping him with that division? He talks about MLW contracts, uh, talking about a new broadcast deal. That interview is up uh, for everyone free uh, on Thursday. So check that out. It's a great talk. Court Bauer is very, very transparent. He worked for WWE for quite a while as well. Got in a lot. He's got an awful lot of uh, interesting things to say. And MLW, man, they're on a roll. They locked down Mads Kruger, Jonathan Fatu, Alicia Atut, Richard Holiday, and Alex Hammerstone. That is like the top of their card yeah. in the middle of a talent war. He locked them yeah. down. So. Shot Kid says, sleeper picks for Joker, Thatcher, Busick, Hero. You know what? Honestly, all three of those would fit in really well with that, yeah. especially if they were a part of the ROH deal. Shot Kid, that's, yeah. those are all three really good shouts as a part of Ring of Honor. Yeah. I got sold a ticket on this night, Alex. I almost cackled aloud two weeks after Dark Side of the Ring was reported as being canceled i reached out to evan of dark side of the ring he's like man don't believe everything you read and then they revealed no it's not canceled 
but I was like, oh my God, they, they're really, they're rolling out the new episodes now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It was Chris Jericho doing this read. And then in the middle of the read, he realizes it's just a promo yeah. for MJF in Long Island. This is amazing. It was perfect. They even got the guys who don't really look like the people to, to yes. reenact it. It was, it was, it was, it was perfection. Like if you watch all those things, like it's absolutely exactly what they would do with all the interviews and the people who like have to stand yes. up and leave like Taz is like, I'm the, sorry, I can't. The and first seat and the first season, like when they would have like the shadows and the figures of them, they would hire like sometimes pretty prominent indie people to play those. And like, that would be one of my select scoops. I would dig up who did it and kind of post it there. It's like, it's like finding out that like, Hammerstone was the person that did the motion capture for John Cena or something for WWE. Yeah. I love finding that stuff out. They don't even do that anymore. I wish they would have had like Sean Spears, like a shadowy yeah. Sean Spears yeah. figure, <laughs> like playing Wardlow or something, you know? <laughs> lumbering about. I love that they got they got Horowitz. They got Barry Horowitz, Jewish legendary wrestler. Or something. Yes. <laughs> um. I'm going to do a Sean Ross stories on Fightful Select. I'm going to finally launch that series. And I'm going to tell you guys the story about how I almost wrestled Barry Horowitz WrestleMania weekend two years ago before the pandemic. Pat yourself on the back for that one. Yeah, he was he was down for it. We were trying to make it happen. I'll tell you all the full story uh, on on Select. That's going to be a new show that's coming probably this summer. But this was just such a wonderful stuff. And the MJF Wardlow contract signing ends with Wardlow powerbombing Mark Sterling through the table. Like the shades of Batista are so evident here. Yeah. And I like it because it's it's not ripping something off. It is very clearly an homage to these things. Yes. And that's what I like because you know, WWE, AEW at war, still pay some respect to the good shit that happened. And Batista, yeah. that, that turn was one of the great things that happened in that era and if you're going to follow a template follow the template of the good era of goldberg and yeah. the really great era of the the turn of dave batista yeah. i thought this was fantastic alex yeah i, I loved it uh, i love all of this um mjf work in the crowd like let's all right everybody okay 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 now let's show everyone at home how great what a great people long islanders are I would hate for all of you to stand up and boo this man any time he talks. I don't want any of you to do that. Wink, wink, wink. And of course, like he did, they lead the whole thing. It's so great. And I love Wardlow's demeanor through the whole thing is so great because he's not like, like, oh, I really wanted to let me at him. He's just sitting there going like one of these days, I'm going to get my hands on you and then you're going to die, little man. Like he's just so cool about everything. Wardlow is the absolute coolest MFer in all of wrestling right now. Yeah. Just so damn chill. I love it. MJF going full babyface. So I watched the show with my wife, and she's like, "Is he being serious?" Because she she hasn't isn't as religious of a viewer as I am, obviously. Right. And I was like, "Yes, only here." Yeah, and I love it. I love that this works. Yeah. I love it. I mean. It ain't 97 Canada, US, but God damn it, it's fun. I yeah. love it because it gets that type of reaction. It is so wonderful. Yes. Uh, All Elite Dances, MJF is going to be a brilliant face one day. 
I think he should be a heel all the way through. Mm-hmm. I've always said the one way you turn him face is briefly. And it's when some like intense piece of shit shows up mm-hmm. and he raises hell, baby faces, heals anybody in AEW. He ruins it for everybody. He ruins the party and doesn't let anybody have fun. And everybody in AEW goes, who's the one guy that can out motherfucker this guy? Yeah. And they've got to turn to MJF. Yes. Like that's what I want to see. Yep. Jambeard says dark side of the ring, even retweeted it and said it was the start of season four. I mean, they, they had to have in order, like they had to get that signed off on. So yeah. Josh says, never thought Barry Horowitz would be on AEW. No, honestly, if you would have told me that he would be, I would be like, yeah, that checks out. I mean, Virgil was at one point, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just thought this was so great. And also like, you know, MJF laying out the conditions. So yes, we're, we're, I'm, we're going to, well, I'm going to whip you not one time, two times, three times, Sean Spears. How many times am I going to whip yes. Wardlow? And him doing the, the, the thing where he would used to do where he'd stir it up before he did the 10. That was so great. I, I love how, how they lean into certain things like this because they all know what we know. It's just, it's just great. Guys, if you don't mind, post the show link on social media. Leave us, leave us a thumbs up. It helps us out an awful lot. Yeah. A reminder, we are live after pretty much every show. Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, AEW. Uh, but not only that, pay-per-views. We've got prediction shows the week before. Uh, but in addition to that, there's the NXT post show with Alex and Kate. If you got two hours to burn on a Tuesday. Uh, but we've got several weekly news shows. Wednesday's listing your boy. Thursday, the spotlight with Jeremy Lambert and Steven Jensen. And then Saturday, the incredible Grapsity show with Righteous Reg, Phil Lindsay, and William Washington. Yep. Lots of good stuff there. And it, any given time, you'll see interviews pop up on those as well. Mike Lima says the Dark Side of the Ring fake ad was up there with Jericho's parody of the Cody promo for Full Gear 2019. Uh, BCC, LAX, Yas needs Regal to announce Blood and Guts. Oh, we're getting there. Um, yes, I agree. It was just as good as that. Chris Rain says it was amazing. Nathan DePaul says, I can't tell you how awesome it is to have MJF constantly throw out Jewish references on national wrestling programming. The bar mitzvah sign was the cherry on the top. Everybody loves feeling represented, Alex. And I I like that. And I know that's very important to MJF from a, from a legitimate standpoint, as he will show you on social media, the guy and Hey, him pointing out people that are racist pieces of shit yes. is not breaking character. Nope. That's just pointing out that people are racist pieces of shit. Right. Uh, but he brought up the term roller coaster. <laughs> I like that. We very yep. uh, rarely get uh Cody Rhodes reference. I mean, here we, we get a little wink and a nod yep. here and there, and they reference him in a historical aspect. Yeah. Ricardo, the bot guy says, start an impact post show on overbooked, please. That's up to Joel and Jeremy. Uh, Steven Jensen covers that on the Weekender podcast. Mm-hmm. That is the only show I would consider adding to the main feed right now. If we had, like, quite honestly, established podcasters with a pre-existing audience that wanted to do one, we would do that. We're probably not going to start one from scratch because um, I don't know if the audience would be there. At this point, we're, we want to start stuff that will definitely make us money yeah. because, uh, let me tell you, it's nice that the site isn't losing money now, Alex and I were just talking about that off the air. 
Uh, it's nice to make back Jimmy the money that he invested in this for yeah. years. Yeah. Colt says, my take for double or nothing will be Punk beating Hangman. Next Dynamite in LA has Punk come out to gloat. The coin drops and Okada is out and we get that at Forbidden Door. When the coin drops, yeah. that is, that, is that would be good. That would be yeah. a moment. Yeah. That would be um, a moment. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far away from this thing, I'll, also I love the inner condition being Wardlow's got to beat Sean Spears in a steel cage and, and Wardlow being like, oh yeah. Yes. Like he's so excited about it. But then yeah, Jeff's like, but I am going to be the special guest referee. Yes. And I can't wait to see how they navigate that. Because obviously Wardlow's got to win because he's got to get his match versus uh, MJF a double or nothing. But I can't wait to see how they navigate that with MJF as a special guest referee. Because you know there'll be a stipulation if you touch me even once, the match is off. So you can't like, you know, all that stuff is going to be really great. Josh Weaver says, no idea what AEW's relationship with NWA is currently, but if they could get Davey Boy Smith Jr. as the Joker, that might be a nice nod to the Hart family legacy if they can't get Brett. Well, mm. Brett's got that WWE deal. Tony said, no, no Brett right now. Um, I was told, like, I was told right before Dynamite that not only will Martha be there, but I think the kids are supposed to be there at, at Double or Nothing as well. I don't think they would need NWA's permission to get Davey Boy Smith Jr. I think he could probably yeah. just do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, Mark says, I feel like one of the Jokers should be a special guest, not a signing and lose round one. Slightly underwhelming, sure, but establish the joke, establishing the Joker position uh, being a big winning debut and signing in both divisions creates a bad precedent in future years for the Owen. I don't disagree with you, but also if they can do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We greatly appreciate it. Get your question or statement read in the air, and it supports us. Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy. Ricky Starks picks up the win with some shenanigans. He goes out, grabs the title, and this is what I like. Ricky Starks is smarter than everybody. Uh -huh. He's outsmarting everybody. He knew that what he was what he was going to do was going to create one of two situations. He was either going to crack Jungle Boy with a belt, or what was going to happen, happened. Uh -huh. So he... <laughs> You got Swerve coming out to try to help out Jungle Boy. Eh, eh. It harmed Jungle Boy. The ref wasn't there to count the pin. The ref is out there dicking around. And Ricky gets the pin. Yep. Uh, great interactions here. Uh, a great great match between the two. Uh, good back and forth. Two of Tony Khan's favorites, from what I understand. How'd you feel about how this went down and the finish and Ricky Starks being the one to win? Um, well, Ricky, Ricky had to retain the title. That, that's uh, I, I'm convinced no one is taking that off him except for Hook. Like that's just I I need that to be the scenario. But I thought the match was great. Um, and Swerve coming out because he hates Ricky Stark so much and being legitimately upset with himself that he ended up costing Jungle Boy the match um, was great. And then. Christian coming down and 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 purposefully bumping Swerve as he and 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 Luchasaurus got in the in the ring and then Hobbs is out there with Starks and they start jawing at Swerve but then here comes Keith Lee and what this looks to me like Sean this looks to me like another triple threat tag team title match at the pay per view like how much would that kick ass like if all these teams Swerve and Lee plus Hobbs and Starks plus Jung uh, Lucha Express, Jungle Express, whatever they're called, Jurassic Express. 
all of them together, like that's that's an amazing thing. And I think that is where you can have uh, Jurassic Express lose, which then starts us down another path, which is Christian getting pissed at Jungle Boy, and then we have all summer the 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 old veteran trying to teach the young kid how some respect and him fighting back. I think there's something really great there as well. Yes. Uh, 100%. I, I'm, I'm all here for, like, I kind of want to see a Jungle Boy heel run, but man, the Christian thing is right there. It's so good. There was that and, moment, that moment at the end where everyone had left and Jungle Boy was just, he was angry at himself and kind of beside himself, standing over on the side with his back to Christian. And Christian sees it and turns around and walks slowly over to him. And you could tell everybody in the arena was like, is this where it happens? Yes. And they know that we know it's going to happen eventually. So they're going to hold it out. They're going to hold it out until it happens. It's great. Got some super chats. Reese Power says, people, we need to stop sleeping on Ricky Starks. I, th I think they have. I think he's pretty he's well accepted so now. Chris says, do you think we get a triple threat match for the tag titles with Jurassic Express, Hobbs and Starks, and Swerve and Lee? Yeah, I do. I think, I, so. I think that's the way we're headed. I, I definitely yeah. do. Corey says, great show. The only weird match is Jungle Boy Starks. Do you see uh, J.E. losing the titles at Double or Nothing and Christian turns? Yes, I see that as well. Yeah. I think that makes an awful lot of sense, and that's a pretty marquee feud. Um, right now, Luchasaurus is third banana there, so... Uh -huh. We've also got uh, Jambeard saying, give me a triple threat match and then uh, have Christian turn heel. Man, you're, you're, on, you're on the same page with us, friends. Yeah. And FTR are the number one ranked right now, so I, I would need a reason for them to not be in this match. Although, right. if you add them, you can have them not yeah. win, yeah. or you can either have them win the titles or not win without losing, which yeah. I think is very important. Box of Mixed Biscuits says, here are five bucks to publicly praise Stu Grayson and show that people are willing to spend money to cheer him. Uh, I've been willing to cheer him since I saw him in Toronto, SummerSlam weekend 2019. I've told this story many times. I was there at the Midtown Event Theater to watch a plethora of shows, and the two people that stood out to me, and I mean that as people I had not seen work before, were Jody Threat and Stu Grayson. And the fact that neither one of them have a contract right now is yeah. mind-boggling to me. If I were WWE, Alex, I would sign Stu Grayson for a number of reasons. Some of them petty reasons, but <laughs> reasons nonetheless. But yeah. still, petty reasons can be good reasons. Sure. Take another person that AEW wanted. Right. And he um, could fill, I think he could fill that Cesaro role quite a bit, albeit a much smaller version. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine a, 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 a Vince... Like being yeah. like, yeah, let's pick up this guy and have him do stuff, the good stuff for us. Like his whole thing of like, I want to wrestle more. I feel yeah. like he'd probably not Fair. be doing a lot of that in WWE. Fair point. Fair point. I mean, maybe live events. I yeah. think he could do something very interesting with Sami Zayn. Like his his buddy from Montreal type sure, of thing. Sure, I bet I, I think Sami Zayn could do something interesting with anybody. He did with, yeah. with freaking Wee Man. So yeah. Mike Lima says, waiting for the coin to drop and Bullet Club for, 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 for life. Yep. The Yas promo, they were too happy. So, <laughs> Daddy Magic quote tweeted my Eddie Kingston thing and said, who cares? Yeah. 
But um, the numbers game finally caught up. And here's what I like, Alex. It didn't even the odds. LAX got more people. And not only did they get more people, Regal got in on it too. Now, this is this is the thing. We've watched Yas play the numbers games forever. And we were yeah. like, homicide, Hernandez. Yeah. Eddie Kingston's like, no, yeah. buddy. No. As no. Seahawks said, no. I remember when Moxley saved, or when, when I got saved by snakes and sparklers and all that stuff. Like, I, he had my back yeah. from the, the dollar store fireworks stand. Yep. I got yeah. his back now. Yeah. And I love it. And um, yeah. the thing about that is it makes Eddie King- Eddie Kingston just told me about corking a bat with rocks with yeah. nails through it. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go seven on five against these people sure. because they've been messing with him for, for weeks. Yeah. So why wouldn't he bring some more people? Yeah. I love this. This made so much sense. Um, I love where it's just mocks to start with. And it's like, Ooh, that's, that's because I'm like, he's, he's worth at least, three of your guys by himself, Jericho. And then of course we know when he walks out slowly through the whole crowd and gets down to ringside, then Danielson's music hits. It's like, ah, there's still a, Oh, it's him and Regal and Yuda. And like, there's still, we still five of us and only four of you. And then here comes Kingston and Santana Ortiz. And I loved, by the way, the makeup for, uh, for Kingston's burn. Very accurate. Because a few f- few months ago, Solo Sokoa got a fireball in the face. Yes. And his makeup for his burn was was <laughs> just like, it looked like he was a like a hot dog that had been on the grill too long. It did not get look at all like actual burned flesh. Um, and this looked very realistic. And I thought that was cool. But, I, but all of this is to say that Wheeler Yuta is going to have to go to Japan pretty soon. He's got that battle of Super Juniors he's got to do. Yeah. So if he's not involved, and you know Regal's not actually going to wrestle, then it becomes five on five. Mm-hmm. And what's five on five? What does William Regal get to yell so, out sometime before? We got people that paid. We got people that paid to talk about it. Yes. Rob Reed says, I find it amazing. AEW has found a way for William Regal to announce blood and guts. Blood and guts. So <laughs> the crowd is going to pop to an insane level. They're going to hop up. They're going to throw their arms up. They're going to be so excited over this. Oh, so good. Chris Kessler said, uh, line of the night by Excalibur. Yas, for some reason, will give a victory speech. <laughs> Shot Kid says, if you want to be as hard as Daddy Magic when he's turned on, and then reach for the inner thigh, my friends. Yeah, that's right. Chris Rain says, Regal still has the power of the punch. Ooh, that's that's a great touch, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, he he, de- he knocked out Jericho at the end of the brawl. That was such a great touch. Did he have the knucks on? Because if he, he didn't, did he not sh- have the knucks. He, he should have had the knucks on. Yeah, yeah. should have had the knucks on, and he should use them there too. Yeah. He should deck somebody if they get out of the cage. He should reach through the cage and knock somebody out, or pass the knucks to somebody. Yeah, that would there be you good. go. Yeah. Franchilli says, wondering if Yas versus Buddy. It is BCC, not BBC. BBC yeah. is something. Yep. way different yes um yes yes i think the black cock cl- combat club is something <laughs> way different he says well let's say a five on five or is jericho gonna recruit someone <laughs> it'll, it'll be a five on five because you is yeah 
it's going overseas. Jimmy Super says, love when wrestlers like Mox love allegiances to their friend whenever they're off doing other things. Uh-huh. There you go. Bray Sandoval says, OMG, 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 Tony Goat should never allow... To- uh, sorry, that is under the wrong thing. Luis! Josh Weaver says, let's not overlook the real reason. Jer- Regal Jock Jer- Jericho tonight. You deck Jericho too if he pissed in your tea. Yeah. Regal never forgets. Never forgets. I, I want him to reference that as well. Like, <laughs> that man <laughs> soiled my tea. Like, mm-hmm. I want one of those. Daistri Fiel says, didn't get Forbidden Door tickets, so here's money absolutely well-deserved. Can't wait for Jericho and Regal's confrontation. He'll get revenge when he pissed in his teapot in the Attitude Era. There you go. Yeah. People saying Jericho did what? Back in the Attitude Era, Jericho Mm -hmm. pissed in Regal's tea. Yep. Tyler Lasagna said Blackpool Combat Club joined the fight with Yas because they back Moxley, but they also want to steal Garcia. That's I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind that either. Yep. Serena Deep Thunder Rosa promo. Hey, this beats them doing the, the live in-person promo. Uh, Harry SeaWorld says, was Thunder Rosa watching the Fightful Review of Dynamite last week? Do champions normally watch sheet live streams that critique their cringeworthy promos? Yes, she was watching it. I mean, she was quite literally in the chat. So, yep. yes, she was watching it. Yeah. Um, there are lots of wrestlers that watch our show. Some of them will will say it out loud. Some mm-hmm. of them won't. MJF used to actively troll us. <laughs> yes. In the chat. Yep. He did. Uh, there you go. Brent Lockman says, "I was at that show, Sean. Dark Order versus Butcher and Blade, and Aussie Open remembers or remains one of my favorite tag matches I've ever seen. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun." <laughs> Or a Sandoval says BBC uh, and Blood and Cuts. I think you mean BCC. Yes. Go together like peanut butter and jelly. This is Shakespeare stuff. Tony Goat is doing. I'm sorry. Listen, that'll never not pop me. It'll never not pop me. I am 12. Uh, Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Chris says they have great chemistry in the ring. They sure as shoot do. Yep. Any few of the doubters that Tony Storm might have had have got to be eradicated by now, Alex. Um, this was great. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I fully anticipate each of these women to have a, a either a TBS or an AEW Women's World Championship reign. Um, they will each each of them will have at least one in the next few years. They should. Um, I need at some point these two to feud over a title they have great chemistry together like really i'm not doing that in like a wow i want to see more of this match in a weird like thirsty creepy way like i i these two really laid it into each other they were they were throwing bombs like like something i don't i I watch as much of this like because i can but i miss a lot of stuff on dark and elevation Jamie Hayter did a did a snap suplex on the outside where she didn't just go back. She went off to the side and flung her as hard as she could into the into the mat. Like that was badass. I love that. I love the the spot on the apron. All of it was so good. Jamie Hayter's still out here jumping into flying cross body so she could take the bump even better. 
I love both of these women. It was a shame to me that one of them had to lose in the yeah. first round. This could have easily, to me, been a semifinal match. But other other than that, I, I loved every every bit of it. So let me tell you how much I love the pile driver renaissance of the last few mm-hmm. years and the different versions. And we got yeah. we got Dax throwing out a great one earlier in the night. You got yeah. Tony doing her own that's incredible. You got Deanna Peraza saying, you know what, I'm going to start doing a cradle pile driver yeah. all the time. You've got all the, like, I love the pile driver. I, it is, to me, like the perfect wrestling move. It, yeah. it is wonderful. And that short one that Tony did tonight, whoo boy. That was that was nasty. Yes. Uh, Dante says, women who wrestled in Japan just work differently. Before this, we had a promo where Britt and Jamie discussed, oh, well, maybe we'll see each other down the line, yada, yada. But it's a good way to keep Brit on TV as well. Uh, Eloquent says, Jamie Hayter is my favorite in the women's division. When is she going to win a big match? I think when she breaks away from Brit is when she wins the big match. Because yep. um, I think I think her big match victory is going to be when she beats Britt yes. Baker. Yes, I think so as well. <clears throat> We've got Shot Kids saying, Tony and Jamie killed it. The two laid their stuff in. But who loved it more, wrestling Twitter or Thirst Twitter? Oh, Thirst Twitter got what they wanted there. Um, they're creeps. They're terrible. Um, Fightful would know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Thirst Twitter for sure. But wrestling Twitter, I mean, wrestling Twitter's got a lot of source material from these two. They yeah. had some great work in Japan as well. Yeah. Richie says, I kind of get why, but it's depressing how dead the crowd is for women's matches. I had a women's wrestler from another company hit me up and be like, what's up with the AEW crowds mm-hmm. and women's matches? I'm like, I wish I could. It, honestly, it seems like on a consistent basis that that live audience doesn't stay hot for women's wrestling. And I hate that because they got some good matches. I had people sitting there saying that that Mercedes Deanna match wasn't good last week. And I'm like, man, listen, maybe I'm biased. Deanna's a buddy, but I thought that the way that they turned it up after that commercial yeah. was hot. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people mistake the, the lack of crowd noise for a match not being good. Hey, like what you like, don't like what you don't like, but I don't know what's up. Like I wish yeah. the crowd would just, just be there for it. Help them along. The hotter it is, the better it gets, the more they'll invest in it. I, I, I truly wonder if, if it's the, if it's the placement, if you're only getting one match a night, like, the crowd knows they're going to get the main event of Hardy and Darby, and they're kind of like anticipating that. You know what I mean? As opposed to if you if you did it like, let's say, the second match of the night, where the crowd is still amped and really hot after a, after a hot opener, and they can go into the second match still really you know amped up, maybe that's a better placement for the match if you want the crowd to be you know hot for it. Yes. So um, Sova says... My favorite match of the night. Would love the rest of the women to go show this tri- type of intensity that Jamie and Tony did. I mean, Britt always lays her stuff in as well. Uh, Thunder yeah. Rosa does. It's just a matter of getting the the audience to like her. Mark says, don't understand calls for Athena as the Joker. Won her in AEW as much as anyone, but the bracket setup is bad for it. Personal opinion, but a happy face-face final for her is underwhelming. And the other side of the bracket are all mega faces except for Velvet. I kind of wish they would go towards Athena as a heel. I, I and because mm. we haven't seen her do that before, we've seen her do babyface in WWE, and quite honestly, a lot of times it didn't connect. 
We've seen like three or four runs of her as a baby face. Bring her in and do something different. She was she was planning on going heel in NXT, yeah. and they never got around to it. So I, I I would be interested in seeing what she would do as it. I think it's a really great way for her for her debuting, beating Britt Baker, and Britt Baker could be pissed about it because you know, hey, I wasn't prepared or whatever. Yeah, and we can get tweener Athena for a while, like stop whining. Everybody hates yeah. you because you whine all the time. And then as we go through the, the tournament, if she gets to the finals, she mm-hmm. can wrestle heel against Ruby or whatever, whoever gets there. And then we can actually see out coming out of the tournament, a heel Athena. I think there's a way to doing that. I mean, she's constantly got a chip on her shoulder and she should for the yeah. love of God. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Joseph says, wanted to mention after her match with Deeb, uh, this after her match with Deeb, but I'd love to see Sheeta work on her submission defense. All of her major losses were by submission. Baker, Nyla, Deep. That's a great piece of continuity that I would yeah. love to see. I would love to see her, like, get with somebody. Like, you see backstage her with Malenko or somebody, and she's working on it. Right. <clears throat> Jambeard says, if Jade's faction ever gets bigger, the next person to join should be Sunny Kiss, a perfect mm-hmm. fit. That would be a great that addition. Really, that would be a really good. Sunny is a fantastic addition, and it'd be a way to get Sunny on TV more. Yep. Joseph Snurk says, get your minds out of the gutter. He obviously meant the British Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> Scorpio promo, Kazarian Guevara promo. This may shock you, Alex. Yeah. But they referred to the fact that Sammy and Tay Conti had a bit of a relationship that some people mm-hmm. think, mm. right. who cares? I yeah. get it. The Kazarian promo didn't do it for me. The Scorpio promo was, well, though. It, the Scorpio promo was great. Uh, you know, like him, him going up. I, I love that it was just him. No Lambert, no Page. Just let, let let Scorpio speak for himself. I think that was good. I love this whole thing that they like. AEW they do this all the time in WWE as well. But AEW should get away from it. So here is the thing that is happening in the future. Frankie Kazarian, your thoughts about this thing? And he doesn't even get two words out before somebody walks up, and they have an interaction. And then the second person walks away and the interviewer goes, okay, everybody back to you. You Hmm. never actually got an answer to your question that you had this time for. What's all that about? (laughs) Oh man. We got death triangle and AFO on rampage. Takashita Hmm. and uh, hangman. Oh God. On dynamite. I'd forgotten about that. Hangman. uh, That's going to be, People are gonna get some eyes opened on that one. There's yeah. gonna be some people who who discover Kanske there. Yeah. Chris Rain says Athena's been working heel and Warrior Wrestling and her feud with Rosa. Yeah, but I mean on like a a national stage. I think Warrior Wrestling is great. By the way, I think they're incredible. I want to get out to one of their shows, uh, and I want to choke out Frank the Clown for e- existing. So, yeah, I uh, love what they do. Yeah, I loved what Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy did. Get your super chats and humper chats in for this one. Let me tell you, Alex, they are going to need to rest up after this match. Yeah. And I got a recommendation for Jeff Hardy. And I got Mm -hmm. a recommendation for Darby Allen. These spots would have been a lot better if they did big swantons on a beautiful Helix mattress. Oh, my gosh. I can do all kinds of moves here. I do swantons on mine all the time. Not mm-hmm. as much now since I bought an actual bed instead of a platform for it. But you know what? This is a lot better 
than an ugly slab of memory foam. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, matches your body type, and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. So it won't feel like you're doing a swanton off a ladder, out of a ring, through some chairs. Helix Sleep has you take that quiz. It takes like a couple minutes. I was matched to the Dusk Lux model because I wanted something that was kind of in between soft and firm. I used to only be able to sleep on my back. Now I'm also a side sleeper. It's helped my spine a ton, helped my quality of sleep a lot. The very little sleep that I try to get, I sleep on a Helix and I wake up feeling refreshed. There were so many times on that slab of memory foam, I'd wake up two hours into my sleep. I wasn't getting that REM sleep. I wasn't feeling rested when I woke up. But now with Helix Sleep, I am. And you know what? The fellows over at GQ and Wired Magazine thought so. It was their number one overall mattress pick of 2020 by both of those publications. It's been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and sleep medicine doctors. Let me give you a secret, guys. Breaking some news here. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. Two-minute quiz. They offer up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners of HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. Invest in your sleep. It is one of the best decisions I ever made personally. I bought a Helix Sleep mattress. I messaged them. I said, your mattress has done incredible things for me. Let's do business. And they said, bet. Let's do it. Let's hook up your viewers with $200 off. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. You don't have to go to a mattress store and you can send it back. You get 100 nights guaranteed, risk-free, a 10-year warranty. If you don't like it, you can send it back. They'll even pick it up. They also have flexible payment and financing options. Check them out. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. Oh, man. DJ Page says he wants Riho to win. Uh, he is. He says he's not a fan of Ruby Riot. He is. Most of the super chat is about him not being a fan of Ruby Riot. Well, I don't think Ruby Soho is going to win this. I don't think Riho uh, is going to win this either. Sorry for the stutter there, friends. Who do you see winning this, Alex? The the women's Owen. I'd say um, either uh, the the Joker. You know what? Here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of chatter about how they kind of did Ruby wrong sure. uh, since she came back. And this might be like, we're, we're not putting a title on you because we're doing other things right now, but you're going to win the Owen. And that's our way of, of making good. Like that might be a thing they do. Um, I, I don't know. Honestly, I hear a lot of, I'm hearing like they're, they're at least on the, on the broadcast, they're talking about, we hope Sheeta is okay and can compete. Um, I don't know if any, any of that is, is, is a shoot. Um, I think Sheeta would be, would be a, a fantastic shout too. She's been there since the beginning. That might be a nice thing as well. Guys, get in your super chats, Humper chats. We are at the main event, the home stretch, your last opportunity to get them in. Also check out our friends at Fightful Overbooked that have a ton of additional content. We've also, uh, got some stuff on Twitch as well. Check them both out. Breaking Sydney says, none of you seem to understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. You're in Warlow's war or Wardlow's world. He is gonna F yeah. Sean Spears up. 
Yeah. Mark Losper says, you know what they say if you don't get REM sleep? It's the end of the world as you know it, but you won't feel fine. Please send in super chats and humper chats that aren't that. Nathan DePaul says, people are saying the Ruby Riho match was very good. Well, I can't surprise, wait to surprise, see Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I mean, we kind of figured that was going to happen. Darby and Jeff, anything goes. This is one of the most insane matches I've seen in a long time. First off, Darby giving Jeff Hardy the Jeff Hardy treatment by giving him the heaviest suicide dive you're yeah. ever going to see. Yeah. That is like... It's like everybody that's ever taken a Swanton brought their receipts to yes. Darby Allen and said, yes. can you return this for me, sir? And he said, yeah, sure. I got you. Sure. Uh, Jeff going for the Swanton on the stairs. That one that I saw on TNA is still one of the craziest. Darby spot <laughs> through the t- chairs is one of the, <laughs> sorry, I'm coughing right now. A little bit that of an was asthma the attack. tallest ladder i've ever seen and then he climbed to the very top of it in the ring dove to the outside of the ring which adds another what four and a half feet and and he barely glanced off of jeff hardy and then fully swantoned onto those chairs that man is insane and will die in the ring one day like he's he has no his body is like dude what the fuck and he's like i don't care I don't care about you, body of mine. Yep. Yep. This was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Brent Lockman says, it's time to spend 15 minutes being deathly afraid for Jeff and Darby's safety. Oh, he says, well, it looks like there's been enough talk. (laughs) (laughs) I read that out of order. Apologies, Brent. I know I buried the lead there, uh, but that's a good one. That's way better than, than Mark's. Yeah. Zach says the main event was some of the stupid bullshit nonsense I've ever seen. I loved every second of it. Wrestling is the best. Chris says, I'm shocked Hardy got the win. So he did. And it's the old uh, Darby's kryptonite thing. He yeah. gets lazy on the the coffin drop, which, by the way, he missed on the apron again. Yes. And Jeff scouted it and did the crucifix. Jeff, Jeff Hardy being smart enough to know uh, that that you know, being the old head who's got it scouted makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that that alleviates your um, oh my god, Adam Cole versus Darby Allen. Who do we book to win that match? You obviously book Adam Cole to beat Jeff Hardy uh, in the semifinals. Um, so that's that's an easy thing for them to do. It'd still be a great match, but you obviously do Adam Cole. There's no question about that so all of that i understand however i have been saying for now months darby allen is bulletproof he doesn't need to win a lot of these matches he's winning you're telling me that you had him lose to jeff hardy but beat andrade like andrade was a guy who needed that victory and darby darby would not have lost anything by losing it he still would have been like there's also he beat Swerve to get into this spot. I understand why because you want to have the Jeff Hardy yes. versus versus thing. But there was a, there were there were guys that he's faced in recent uh, in recent months that really needed a victory and Darby won. And it was like one of those things of I I understand, but at the same time there are people out there 
that Jeff Hardy also doesn't need to Jeff Hardy never needs to win another match. He's <laughs> made forever. So it's one of those things of uh, uh, when you got a guy who needs a needs a, needs a victory, yeah. I always say probably err on that side. That's my own personal proclivities. My prediction is the Bucks cost Jeff the match. We sure. go into Young Bucks, Hardys. Yep. I think Hardys probably even win that, and I think Hardys become tag champions eventually. Like, like I think oh, we're about to. Th- they'll get a short run as as a. Yeah, I think they're going to get that nostalgia sure. run for sure. It's just Travis says, "What's up with the awkward face?" Matt gave Jeff at the end of the match. I feel like it wasn't supposed to end that way. Like realistically, none of that shit. <laughs> We saw Jeff, should be happening. Jeff did a swanton from the top rope to the outside onto the stairs. Like, yes, Matt Hardy says, "How is your spine, brother? Are you okay? Because we have we have a very important match at the pay per view in three weeks. Please tell me you're all right. Please don't do that anymore." And Jeff's like, "I'm cool." Uh, this is a good point. Darby loses the headlock takeovers and crucifix pins. Yeah, he's got to shore it up. And I would love Sting to be like. Yeah, I would love from like these coaches, like that's what they call their producers and all this yeah. stuff. Like if a Billy Gunn recognizes his sons are losing consistently that way, yeah, you send him to a specialist. You shore it up. Yeah, you, you bring in somebody. I mean, if if you're getting knocked out in your UFC fights, you bring in a striking coach. Like that's yeah. you bring in a specialized one. Jam Beard says, "Are Darby and Hardy made of flubber? What in the blue hell was that car crash? Who needs a spine match?" They're out there treating this like they're the Walmart guys, yeah. like just doing the the craziest thing. Craziest, craziest thing. Shit. Jay Blood says, what Darby needs now is a deep story about him confronting himself, made by way of Sting confronting him about his recklessness. Hmm. Yeah. I, I th- There are a lot of stuff that, that you can kind of do there that that Sting can lend to. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's an awful lot of stuff there. Is there anything particular that you're looking to there as them possibly doing? I mean, the, there's a there's a story to be told. A Darby Allen like needing to, like an intervention to stop nearly killing. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bring himself in the ring. I don't know that they're actually going to do it, but there's a story there to be told, especially when you have Sting, who's basically become his, his surrogate father figure. And his idol and a guy who knows enough to be able to tell Darby Allen, man, I get up out of bed and I can barely move because of all the shit I did when I was your age. Maybe tone it down a notch. I don't, I mean, I don't know that they're going to tell that story, but there's a story to be told. Um, We'll see what they do with it, but it might be interesting. Frangilli says crowd pop for every single entrance makes a huge difference. Low-key glad Jeff won, so now Darby can rest his back for the next year and a half. Uh yeah. I would I would ideally I'd like to see him out of the ring a little bit. I'd like to see Sting say, listen, like you said, I got stenosis. I don't want yeah. you to have it. So let's let's take some time off. Yeah. <clears throat> Sandoval says. 
OMG, OMG, OMG. Tony Goat should never allow Darby and Jeff to wrestle again. They're going to kill themselves. The State Athletic Commission will never sanction their match again. The show was five fire emojis. Yeah. This is a very, very good show. Like a lot of times with these shows, I don't really look at like what's on the docket until I'm setting up the podcast for the evening. Oh. I looked at it and I was like, damn, yeah, this is going to be wild. We got a couple more super chats, humper chats. So you still got a couple minutes to get them in. Mark says, my idea is that Ruby does win beating Riho, Shida, and Britt. That's three former champions, two faces, and one heel. Winning the respective face champs and conquering the heel in the final. Elevate her without giving her the title. Then she challenges Jade. She would need to go on like a really extended run, and it needs to be like all banger matches Uh all the way through, which I think would be the case, Alex. Yeah, I think so too. I think she's definitely got Mm -hmm. it in her. Todd Allen Star says she wrestled five matches in Japan last week for a combined 160 minutes. She's fine. <laughs> one of them was a hundred minutes. The the one of the tag matches, um, I, I believe it was, was I think it an was an hour and forty minutes yeah, long. It was an hour and forty five minutes, if I remember right. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Didn't get to see it, but um, Jordan says. Give me Hardy and Darby for a trios group. Call them the crash test buddies. That's pretty good. Seriously, love tonight's show. I, well, like if they ever do those trios titles or a trios tournament, yeah. that's absolutely one they should they should just form for the hell of it. There should be all there should be stories of like guys trying to form trios so they can get something in there. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, the show's been a lot of fun. So is FightfulSelect.com. If you all like that, uh, well, if you liked the juiciness of that Tessa Blanchard wow story last week, I got more coming for you this week. Had some news on Cesaro and sort of what promoters have been told when they tried to book him. A plethora of MLW news. We gave you the first look at those new titles. We have news on the new Up, Up, Down, Down. We had Eddie Kingston telling us that he wanted to join the G1 We broke the news that Alexa Bliss was to return to Raw on Monday. We uh, broke the news that Charlotte was taking time off, had the Backlash producers, Raw SmackDown producers. We broke the news that MEM signed with Impact Wrestling. Broke the news that Sammy Callahan was heading back. So if you like spoilers, that's great. If you don't like spoilers, that's fine because we got stuff like Candice LeRae's WWE deal expiring, Will Ospreay being set for his a GCW debut news that the authors of pain are returning to the ring. Uh, some next NXT storylines. We've got a ton of stuff there. Uh, Moose telling us that he was going to sign with AEW or WWE rather, instead of uh, going back with impact FightfulSelect.com. It's just 16 cents a day. And not only do you get exclusive news, you get multiple exclusive news pieces a day. Plus uh, on average, at least one show per day as well. Sure. Alex, tell the people what you do there. Um, you can find me on uh, Fightful Select uh, twice a week, talking about Raw and SmackDown and what absolute train wrecks they are right now. Um, and uh, this week, there'll be no Friday show because I'm going back up, but there should mm-hmm. be a Saturday night show. So sure. just keep that in mind, uh, talking about SmackDown. Um and you can follow me also on Tuesdays talking about NXT and whatever the heck's going on over there with Kate. And then tomorrow on the Know Your News Network, it's Kate and I's show. Get the flick out of here where we talk about uh, movies and, and TV shows that are weird or crazy. 
this week we're talking about the Netflix co- uh, a baking competition show. Is it cake? <laughs> I've seen the trailer. It's it's so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. Um, so so uh, yeah, some talented people on that show, though. My Very God. talented people on that show. So yeah, that, that'll be out tomorrow on the Know Your News YouTube channel. You can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Thank you guys so much for all the super chats and humper chats. They were way up from uh, Backlash and Raw. I know in the summer they slow down a little bit. So I want to thank you guys so much for the support because we are a publicly funded site. Uh, check out uh, nordvpn.com slash Fightful, helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And don't forget, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. The NBA playoffs are going. Use that code Fightful and you can win up to $150 in free bets when you make a bet of $5 and your team wins. Derek Gordon says, Sting, Darby, stop the reckless stuff. Also, Sting jumps off a balcony. That's interesting, too, because like they could do a thing where like Sting is trying to be like his surrogate son <laughs> and really injures himself, you know, in kayfabe. And that could like scare Darby straight. I'm telling you, the, the moment somebody buckle bombs Sting, yeah. I don't think it's an accident that hasn't been done yet. Yeah, me too. RH says Darby suicide dive tonight. The one he put on daddy magic back in January are things I can watch and repeat. But damn, do I wince a bit to me. Nobody else should do one to me. It's like Montez Ford with a frog splash. I'm sorry. Listen, I understand you're paying homage to Eddie Guerrero, everybody else, but I don't even try to do one. I'm, I'm certainly not gingerly running, leaning between the ropes and crossing my hands and doing the nudge. Not when Darby's doing what he does. Nope. Uh, somebody says bad idea on the buckle bomb guys he's taking power bombs on the floor he's jumped off of balconies he's taking power bombs on the stage yeah landing in the buckle is not difficult for him especially if it's a planned spot and they yeah. reinforce it right it like it, it's not gonna shatter his spine again yeah. guys thank you all so much leave a like before you go check out all the great content until next time we're out This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.